Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band are hosting their party. Eli and Morgan were thoroughly embarrassed before making their way inside. Valentine witnessed a fake fight between Kiros and Versailles manning the front entrance, and Atticus charmed the Duke on a balcony. But can the team keep the Duke alive and safe when they're facing a hidden threat? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the audio logs of the Marnie's song. Well, Grimley, I must say, I really fucking wish we'd got off this ship. <clears throat> Atticus, you are walking the Duke through the the former estate of uh, Guinevere Ballensong. Uh, you, you, you've lit his cigarette. Um, he has just asked you about having to kill a man. Uh, and you can see in, in his eyes how deeply distasteful this is to him. Of course, this is uh, something the two of you know. This upper floor is kind of dark. It's not well lit. It's not really part of the the bonanza. There aren't like cool prices right things to come kind of see up here. You can almost think of this a little bit as where all the guest rooms that aren't used are. So it's just sort of uh, an, an empty-ish space. So you've got some privacy. You've got some room. The guests aren't up here. And the two of you are kind of walking through these these dimly lit rooms, uh, essentially haunting this this now abandoned estate. Uh, so he he looks at you with a, almost a sense of of pleading, wanting to hear that this isn't the case. Uh, how does Atticus respond uh, to the Duke? Atticus will yeah, seeing this look on his face, um, you know, Atticus as a lifetime soldier, this is not. A big deal to him, but understanding that he has to win the Duke's heart is trying to like figure out a way to talk about this without being like, just do it. Like, what do you, <laughs> what's the problem here? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do the killing anyway. So yeah, why are you yeah, so emotional? Yeah. Um, you can, uh, you can speak to me about this, how uh, killing someone, how you feel about that. And he takes a, a long drag off his low stick. And you can tell he's, in a way, trying to psych himself up for this and also trying to figure out how to navigate this. It's, he's in a weird position because he is the focus of all of this pageantry and kind of has to have a certain vibe as a result. And you, you can see the struggle in him. Again, he hasn't really been sleeping. He looks a little haggard. So he takes a long drag and just says, it seems to me like such a waste, truly, to be hunting humans for sport in a world where we've already seen so much tragedy. I mean, he kind of like puts his hand on the wall. He says, Guinevere Ballensong had such uh, plans for this place, such desires to help elevate it, and yet she's dead. We've had two attempts, at least, on people's lives. We had an uprising for the Emperor's sake. It... King Frederick is many things, but a good ruler, I fear he is not. We've, Greybridge has become nothing but these breads and circuses and entertainments. And yes, it is gray and gloomy here all year round. And yes, there is a tremendous amount of prosperity, but to what end? 
We were just uh, sitting on our piles of money, moving pieces around a board while tragedy occurs and the rest of the galaxy carries on without us. I mean, he gestures to your arm. He says, you, you've been out there. Surely there are greater concerns than who's boffing who and who puts on the best show. Can I speak to you uh, plainly? Uh, please. I completely agree. Um, But there is a responsibility here that you are talking about. The responsibility of leading and ruling the people. And the whole point of all of this is for you to become a leader with someone else after the king's time, right? Um, He takes a long drag off his low stick. Can you please roll me a... Let's go with perception. I'm going to say difficulty three. I'm going to bump one of those up to a red uh, just because... He's, yeah. he's highborn, so you get the, the usual nonsense with that. What is our story point situation? If he's using a story point for that, he's or not. Is that that's just purely two for us, three for Tom. Thank yeah, you. Classic box. <laughs> um, I'll use a story point just because, you know, this is Atticus's alone time with the Duke. This yeah. is where <laughs> this kind of shit matters. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to add. What are you doing this for? <laughs> yeah, if there's ever a time. Yeah. Uh, I'll add a setback. For it just being dark, it's hard to see his, his features and the, the glow of of a okay. dark, grim dark cigarette. I'll give you a boost for the fact that he seems to trust you, and this does feel like an honest conversation. He's not actively trying to deceive you. It's just his other factors at play. Okay. Uh, all right, then I've got the pool. I don't have anything to add. Yeah. You, you all right there, Laura? No. Just feeling feelings? I just looked at the, the dice. It oh. made me sad. It's right. fine. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, it is a triumph mm-hmm. followed by two failures and three threat. And I guess actually they don't net out. They all sit in their individual categories. So yeah, one triumph, two failures, three threat. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> it only canceled out some of the advantage that I had. So I had more threat, but yeah. <laughs> okay. The Duke is Abaddon. Um, <gasps> no. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's such a weird spread. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pass the threat on. Yeah. We'll just bump threat to, mm. to next. Not my problem. Set back to the next. <laughs> Next roll, unless it's your next roll, yeah. Yeah. it'll be my problem. <laughs> Either way, in terms of the failure, all that means is you can't get a read on him, Atticus. This is deeply, deeply into you wish you had a Valentine or a Morgan. Yeah. I think you and Eli would both be kind of out of your depths with just trying to read the complexity of facial expressions while someone is is feeling uh, a feeling. So <laughs> you're not able to catch that. Okay. However. The triumph, he he smiles, uh, sort of a, a dark shadow crosses his features, but then he he smiles and he puts a hand on your shoulder uh, out of the triumph. And even though you're not able to read his expression, you've clearly impressed him in some way. 
All right. As I think what we'll say with the triumph, and he says, "Yes, of 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 course, of course, you're you're right." How will killing this man assist that? Well, killing him is not for us. It's for all the people. It's this big to-do, right? Putting on a show. We call it sport, but it's, uh, what would you call it? Spectator sport. And takes a drag and says, do you think this this person we're hunting deserves to die? Yes, I do. Why? Because he's a soldier. We're hunting a soldier? He's a soldier for his cause. Yeah. So, he's willing to die, and he's willing to kill. So, what would you have it be? Hmm. He kind of exhales a, a plume of smoke in kind of the dim light and uh, takes a kind of a couple steps away from you and says, my understanding of the situation, Lord Van Houten, is that uh, he was one of the uh, rebels who had some issues with how we, we do things here at Greybridge and as a result uh, attempted the lives of his betters. Uh, is that correct? That is my understanding as well, yes. Yes, and one of the ones you dragged out of the hunting reserve, is that correct? I believe so. And you call this man a soldier? I do. Hmm. Call myself a soldier too. Well, yes. Wasn't that... always one. Right. I had all this. But you fought. You fight for the Imperium. That's right. You fight for the, the Emperor's name. Indeed. But you enlisted. I did. Do you think this fellow enlisted, or was he simply trying to do what he thought was best? What's the difference? I mean, in my mind, that is the difference between a soldier and just someone fighting for a cause. Hmm. In any event, um, and you can tell, like, whatever goodwill you'd earned is, is, is rapidly cooling um, with, with this. He um, he just stubs his, his cigarette on the wall and kind of considers it for a moment and then uses his thumb to rub the, um, the ash stain off of it. Hmm. Um, and... Uh, he says, uh, well, I, I'll tell you what, Lord Van Houten, of all of the competitors uh, for my hand in this ridiculous competition, you are currently my forerunner. However, I must say I find this attitude understandable given your military bearing, uh, but somewhat distasteful. So if you seek to win my favor in this particular arena, I want you to get that man out alive. Uh, Duke, that's, um, that's quite a request. Uh, we are going to be vidcast live, hunting this man down in the garden maze. Again, spectator sport. The king wishes his death to be captured and broadcast for everyone to see. I will uh, do what I can, but you ask a lot to defy your king, our king. It's going to make you roll for this, but it's a good argument. Okay, yeah. So the Duke's features harden somewhat, and he says, yes. Of course, we can't 
disappoint the king. Forgive my moment of weakness. We will show no mercy to this man, I suppose. Uh, and with that, he just sort of wanders off towards the stairs, looking back over his shoulder, but in that kind of I'm not fully turning around way, uh, where it's just kind of a, a almost like a, a brief aside. They do it in video games a lot when someone's on their way out the door. Okay. It's the Metal Gear over the shoulder, like sure. I'm not going to look at you, but thing. <laughs> and he says, for King and Greybridge, I suppose we must all do what we must. Uh, and he disappears down the stairs. Can I call out to him? Yeah. I'll say, Wicks rope, wait. Okay, well, that one I am going to need a roll yeah. for. I'm yes. trying to drop he's, the he's honor going for a brooding. See. He's yeah. going for a Pride and Prejudice exit, and yeah. I don't know if you, if you got the you got the stones. Yeah. So let's go with, uh, without ruining what you're going to say next, what are you, are, is this like, are you going to try and charm him? Or are you going to try and uh, coerce him? Um not coercion. I think it's probably charm then, to be honest. Or like, I guess leadership. I, I, I take would say it. charm or leadership. Yeah. Okay. They're both presence and presences. Doo-doo. In terms of <laughs> your intent, though, which feels more... I think leadership. Leadership. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. So it is your problem. You get that one setback that you were, you were so happy to, to cast <laughs> off. It's my problem. <laughs> I'll give you a boost for it being leadership rather than charm because i think you may lack presence as a sort of like trained skill but in terms of a military bearing and that sort of thing i think in a world of very soft people someone with the military edge in their voice is probably going to <laughs> attract more attention story point system is at two and three i'm going to spend it's one a, and four because tyler spent one a one and four that's right all right well let's bring it back to the og uh i'm going to spend one uh i'm going to say this is a difficulty of four he really fucking no. wants to leave uh so <laughs> that'll be um one red you are spending one yeah yep so bump it up to red so one red and three purple <laughs> i'll give you a boost for Knowing this is the job, I feel like that's a, if Atticus has a chance to do the job, he does it as hard as he can. Yeah. So it's probably a, a hint of desperation in your voice that is isn't that manifests as like a strong urge to solve it that Wixorp would probably interpret as a strong urge to like make him stay, not <laughs> I have a job to do. I think that's what I would make a case for. Anybody else want to throw make a case for for anything else here? My gamer brain would say, don't waste the story point on a pool that is so stacked against you, but fuck it. I'm going to spend a story <laughs> point. That's what they're there for, baby. Let's roll those bones. Cool. No problem. Easy peasy. This is a game for babies. Um, what the fuck? Uh, a success and a threat. <laughs> Did not think that would happen. Hot damn. <laughs> oh my God. There we go. That's why <laughs> dice. So he he pauses. He doesn't turn around. He just does that thing where it's he's he's still staring down the stairs, but he he does stop. I tire of these games as you do. However, they are oh, an unfortunate and costly means to what I believe to be a better end for everyone. And he smiles kind of sadly. And this time he does legitimately look over his shoulder. 
and he looks at you almost with uh, pity, and he says, It makes my heart glad to hear you say that. I hope... I hope you will still feel that way when all of this is done. I... I will. And the sad smile kind of grows a bit a bit more grim and he says we shall see but thank you and with that he heads down the stairs but less i'm storming off and more contemplative so mm. you feel like you've rebalanced the scale okay. on throw as he disappears back down the stairs Meanwhile, downstairs, uh, Morgan, uh, you have been sent in to change because you're wearing, you showed up in, in white to a wedding and mm -hmm. uh, Valentine gave you the business about it. The good news is with the party in full swing, there's a lot of, of nobles kind of wandering through the house playing prices right with varying mm -hmm. degrees of, of uh, capability, largely because Baonsong's riches are fairly old. So there's a lot of I guess me at an antique shop where I'm like, this could be very valuable or it could just be kind of old. I don't know. So you're watching a lot of kind of new money and lower houses. Those who didn't rebel and get thrown out of a ship, uh, wander around and guess the prices of things. It weirdly creates beautiful social cover for mm -hmm. someone like Morgan in that you're basically walking through like a bazaar or a silent auction. And there's just lots of like chatting. There's also just a lot of of, of tremendous amounts of cattiness about the, all the ball and song stuff. And because there's no one left for to dispute it, it's very easy to shit on like the, the dead rich people. Uh, so you're able to make your way inside. Uh, but the good news, Valentine, for you and Eli, probably for you as well, mm -hmm. is this amount of chaos actually gives you a lot more freedom to talk mm -hmm. because there isn't, there aren't just people constantly watching you. There are certainly, you know, hired goons uh, from Van Houten around. And obviously there's like a heavy presence of Royal Guard uh, around as well, uh, particularly after the the shenanigans of the the hunt. But it's, yeah, it's it's a, the, the anonymity of a very crowded space. Also, Morgan, particularly for you, your, your standings in the race for the Duke's heart are so low that it would be different if, you know, like Versailles was walking around doing stuff. People mm -hmm. are watching him actively and trying to gain his favor in case he wins and all that sort of shit. But for you, you're able to move fairly, fairly clearly. Uh, so you make your way into uh, Balentong Manor. Valentine, you'd sent her in. Did you have any intent to follow? Or yeah, was it Valentine's plan was to follow because okay. he couldn't have Shadow Squad, which means he would just confirm the perimeter add twice as many people at the entrance so that everybody gets checked and then fuck off so he can shadow her because if he can get her isolated and alone in a room, he can make an approach that would be believable under his cover of just being mean to her and try to figure out what the fuck is going on. Hmm. Great. So, uh, Morgan, you find your way to one of uh, Lady Balansong's kind of dressing rooms mm -hmm. uh, where a number of dresses have been laid out um, and outfits, various outfits, um, almost in a museum style way where, you know, some of them are outward facing. Uh, and then there's certainly closets uh, full of outfits. As you'll recall, her style was very kind of in modern parlance, like fancy horse rider type gear. Right. So there's a huge variety of stuff, um, particularly knowing uh, Morgan's aversion to dresses. It's not like you have to go like full, um, uh, wall market and uh, FF7 and just like wear a dress you hate, you can find a lot of different outfits that that might suit you. They are, of course, all way too fancy, but c'est la vie. It's also a room that is 
less attractive to the, the the crowd. People do come and go through it, but there's like there's cool, rich stuff to look at. The clothes everyone has kind of seen, and the fancier stuff is up in her bedroom, which is a huge <laughs> spot for people. Everyone is fucking going right. through her bedroom because it's fun to rifle through people's like private stuff. <laughs> so this like weird kind of if you came in from you know being out back and shooting or being outside and doing some work. Um, or working on the ships uh, as as she would have been very easy to just kind of throw on an outfit. It's almost a uh, the equivalent of like a coat closet, mm-hmm. uh, but it's rich people, so it's a room. Um, so people do come and go, but you're able to, of course, just kind of hold your tongue when right. when that happens. Yeah. Uh, but Valentine, I think that'd be a safe safe spot to to find Morgan and Eli. In terms of you, would you be with them or would you be uh, out patrolling? I would be doing whatever Morgan tells me to do. <laughs> So Morgan, so Morgan, what would yes, you have told yeah. Eli to do? All right. Well, before going into the house, then it would be the Toby's up on a roof looking around because our secondary objective now is we have to find and protect the Duke. Yeah. So I think it would be put Eli on that because yeah. he's the muscle out and about. He's going to be able to do more about that. So it would be just Clarence, make sure to keep your eyes out for the Duke and if I see him first, I'll let you know. Oh, this is so ridiculous. Yes, I'm, I'm on it. And and he will just stalk off. Hmm. Try, Honestly, trying to like stay as small as he can and just trying to like fade into like the walls and just trying to like scan everywhere. He's going to go through rooms just... Gotcha. Okay. We'll loop back around to that yeah. once we've, we've dealt with uh, the Morgan situation. Incidentally, though, for you, this is also, you know, one servant from a failing competitor. No one this, fucking this is, cares. Yeah, no one yeah. cares. Yeah, and also, like, you're military. You've been on the ship. You've been on the ship when fancy people were on the ship. And it's like yeah. everyone who serves on the ship whose name isn't the captain is just completely yeah. ignored. So, okay, great. So, um, Morgan, you're in this kind of dressing room and uh, Valentine, you follow her in. Yeah, Valentine would make his his approach there. He would bring two of his security goons and put them outside to make sure no one came inside with sure. the strong implication that this is the chance to make polite threats to someone mm-hmm. outside of mm-hmm. the public eye, so don't let anybody in. The moment he got into the room, Morgan, he would just raise one finger to you mm-hmm. to make sure that you were quiet, and he would take Eugene out and let him float up, and he would take out an Auspex, and he just wants to scan the room and scan Morgan to see if he can find any metallic signatures kind of any bugs any listening devices that kind of stuff all right let's do tech use please tech use okay which i believe is our usual eugene yep we've used we've yep. used tech use before or or perception if we're using the auspex for valentine all right i'd buy that so fine let's okay. go with perception you get all your usual eugene bonuses morgan i'm gonna add a boost from the work you've done with Toby to scan your own bomb situation. Mm-hmm. I know, Valentine, you're not specifically after that, but I think it's kind of a network share piece that would, yep. would make sense as a boost. Uh, Tyler had a threat from his yep. previous uh, previous escapades um, that would just be passed forward to the next roll, so that'll go to this as well. Yep. What's my difficulty? I'm going to say difficulty of... Two, this is a controlled space that's been swept a bunch. And again, if the if the bombs become a target for you in this, like Morgan's done a bunch of thinking about and pointing to and everything else. So it's not like, like what? What's this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's literally just like. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Morgan, 
back. I, I might pitch a boost if you could point to where the bombs are. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm scanning them. She's like, only got go the here. one, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, she, she would definitely do oh, that yeah, while no staying for, quiet. For yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier, easier to scan Morgan. Eli's, Eli's a whole day's worth of work. Yeah. Eli's just playing Operation. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's see what happens. Three successes and six advantage. Okay. Well, you can figure out how you want to spend that advantage. Great. I have a narrative pitch if we if we want to roll. <laughs> All with right. This. Sure. So we've had the uh, an auspex be used before, and it said it couldn't figure out whether the bombs were transmitting. Mm. But I have Eugene, who is a literal audio transmitter, whereas mm. there wasn't an eagle before. So if Valentine can scan the room, confirm no bugs, find the bombs, and figure out whatever signals are being put through, he'd actually low tech it because he's not a smart tech person, and just run those feeds through Eugene to see if he could hear anything and just gesture to morgan to like talk yeah morgan is just it is rather unseemly that you come in here volume trying to change He's just trying the transmissions just waving through again <laughs> to yeah. see if he can pick up morgan's voice because if he can hear morgan through any of these blasting through eugene then it's sending audio if not theoretically no audio does that work for you yeah Tom? it does Great. um it works better than having to track six advantages <laughs> <laughs> Weird, weird investment ways uh, for the future. Uh, so yes, um, you're able to do that. Eugene doesn't pick up any anything off of Morgan's voice. He's clearly seem to be just kind of, uh, you know, the the radio transmission piece is purely to remote detonate. Yeah, but there's no there doesn't seem to be any any. Right. Would he going. be aware this is an explosive or no with the Auspex scan? I think. Again, in terms of like storybooking this a bit, Morgan would be able to be like, it's a reasonable it's a leap for him to yeah. to assume if it's been put in somebody anyways. But yes, I think with the scans, it would show up as like a small metal thing that receives transmission. There's probably like the load charges is, is a, you know, I'm just imagining like the little like line that comes out to scanning mm. information from every sci-fi <laughs> movie. Um, so the fact that it has explosives in it is probably something that your gear would pick up given that the Inquisition would want to know. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, and Valentine would just lower the finger, lower the auspects, kind of put Eugene back inside his jacket and say, no one can hear us right now. So you've got a bomb in you. Report. Yes. Uh, the bomb is a present from the king. He is increasingly erratic. Did the copious amount of drugs in front of me. He did not take well to us trying to bribe the warden. I admit to overplaying my hand and I take responsibility for that. Excellent. What What's happened outside of that? Outside of that, um, Eli also has three bombs in him. The king today has charged us with keeping track of the duke and making sure that no one shoots him and we shoot him first. We have been staying away. Thankfully, Lizzo Lizardman has given us a favor of sorts to help us out in that avenue. I told her that our houses were mad at each other. Because I squirreled away to romance Voidstain that seemed to please the gossip columnist. Interesting. And Valentine is staring into your eyes. And it's an intense thing to experience with his robotic eyes because there's no take on what is going on. <laughs> However, he is just thinking. And in a normal human's eyes, you would be able to see him interpreting all of this data. But for Valentine, it's just a blank, <laughs> pleasant expression looking into your face. Did you pull up your Daredevil mask? Yeah, he pulled oh. that up so that, yep. that he could like <laughs> so have even a conversation. If it's just standing there with Actually, an expressionless no, he Daredevil mask. He wouldn't man. think about it. He doesn't make moves to make people comfortable. So yeah, it's just a Daredevil devil mask staring you in the eyes for a solid 20 seconds and he just says all right so 
We lost the Chaos Space Marine, which was traded, I assume, in exchange for your lives with the bombs involved. Yes, precisely. Also, it seems that Forrest Pollard and the King are not in as great terms as it seems. He did not t- seem to want the Space Marine to know about that chaotic body. Well, unfortunately for him, I gave a report that sort of cleared that up. So they're at odds, which also explains why my reports to Forrest Pollard have not been making their way to the King. Interesting division to make note of. Another fact that I am on the track of is Lizard Lizardman seems to be potentially Vernalia's Venom Blight Servitor, or at least I heard their voice coming from it, which would explain all of the tech abilities. Valentine's just standing there for another second as this starts getting added to his plan factor. Are there any other missing facts that I would need to know at this point? Because now he's like, fuck, I have to adjust my plans again. We have more information. (laughs) I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Yes, it just seems very odd to me that the king would be worried about the duke here and assign me to try and bodyguard him instead of all of his royal guard. Yes, that's interesting, but I can't control that. So I'm going to need to give you some marching orders because we're going to have to maintain this distance. You've clearly become both a criminal element and allied with the king, which is most useful. Also sets you up to be a possible fall person. Hopefully we'll avoid that. Yes. Uh, We will need to arm you. Do you have your rifle? Unfortunately, I could not bring it to this party. I have it back at uh, the location which we were staying, but I have no more ammo. That is a problem we might be able to solve. I can set you up immediately after this conversation to have about five minutes where there will be no guards on the armory inside this building. You can search it. I don't know what's there. You may need clearance uh, to alter the ammunition that can be discovered for it to be useful for you. But I would rather have a sniper out in the midst than not. At this point, we have been forced, Atticus and I, to play the game straight. We don't have the maneuverability and we are being too observed to be able to carry out any internecine warfare, which means you are going to need to do that on our behalf. The general marching orders are we need to weaponize Lizzo Lizardman against one of the other candidates. Bobestein seems to think that we were the ones who assassinated Guinevere Bolensong, which means mm, question marks there. Kiros and Versailles, their alliance seems to be fracturing, but they are still working together. Frankly, We're going to have to play this game by the rules, and I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of these other conspiracies wrapping things up. And at this point, I don't care about any of them. I would bomb this world as soon as I would look at it. (laughs) If you have the chance to influence events, assassinate the other romantic candidates. However you need to do it. I don't want them alive. I don't want you caught doing it if it can be avoided. I don't want you exchanging your lives for one of theirs unless you believe it will ensure... The victory of Atticus. Otherwise, if you get a chance to put a knife in them, do it. I'm done playing. Understood. Lizard Lizardmen also tipped their hand to me when I was talking about fearing for Void Stain's life. And they said that it was two people who were made that attempt on his life and burned down the house. And I can only assume it is two of the other candidates. So that at least gives me good reason in their eyes, to go after them. Yes, my strong bet would be Kiros and Versailles. They are still working together, and the Bobestein seems horrified by this attack on the lower nobles, which would suggest if there were two separate conspiracies, he may be on the uh, plebeian side of this conflict. That makes sense. If I can, I'll get Atticus to challenge him to a duel if he makes any further statements against (laughs) this. That should be rather short and work in our favor. We have this plan. These things are in place. We'll have to work separately. All avenues are on the table. We have to maintain this cover of our overall conflict because it will enable you to move further and in the actions of the king. 
We'll keep the Duke alive. It's the only play we have. If things become tremendously more hostile, I will let you know. He would pass over microbeads because if they've got an encrypted microbead, it'd be like, only in case of emergencies. The world's paranoid enough. People are definitely <laughs> mm-hmm. scanning things, but that's an option. Uh, is there anything I'm missing? Do you have any thoughts yourself? That all makes sense to me, and I will play this straight and see if an opportunity presents itself. Excellent. And Morgan's going to take one of the big dresses because she's like, maybe I can hide a gun under it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What uh, what does the big dress look like? She's wearing a... Her original outfit was a sheer shirt over top of a skin-tight suit. So I think she's still wearing the skin-tight suit, so it's a dress that covers as much as possible. Looks very old-fashioned and frilly and long, probably blue with roses on it or something. Right, right. Yeah. Amazing. So as you you exit the room, you're just getting looks of, of, you know, it's the equivalent of showing up in someone's grandmother's dress because it probably was. Uh, and just a lot of, of uh, oh my words. Um, but again, like you can't, you're not taking social damage from it anymore because. They expect this of me. They do, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, oh, she's an off-worlder and she probably thinks this looks cute. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Um, I was going to say, as you change, Valentine quickly writes something out and he gives it to you on the way out. And it's a basic cipher that can be used for a letter. So if you want to do something mm. less that you don't need to use an encrypted microbead mm-hmm. for, you can write just an insulting letter to Atticus and he'll know which letters to pull to read a basic message from within it. So again, low tech solutions Clarence to low tech problems. That later. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be so annoying. <laughs> um, he'll hand that to you on the it's way like out. Weird poops later today. And yeah. He will leave the room before you do, mm. just, to, just to clarify how this will happen. He'll go down and take the guards who are on the armory and tell them to trade out with guards at the door. Sure. And they've seen Valentine, all the guards we've seen would do this enough paranoidly to make sure that nobody who's getting bribed had, knows where they are stationed, mm. knowing that that exchange will take the time that he's buying Okay, Morgan so the to get access. Only catch with that is there would definitely be royal guard who weren't assigned to it by you, but who are standing near the armory, uh, particularly since it was searched by uh, the the royals um, following Gwen's death and the th- the threat of bombs. Um, so there's two royal guard down there as well. So you can dismiss your guard, but how do you deal with them? Uh, he would dismiss his, and then knowing that there were royal guard there now, Valentine has this strange ability that he doesn't use that often, <laughs> but he sometimes of does. He does. Called blather. <laughs> yeah. Thought we might get a blather. So his goal, uh, he's gonna have one of the servants because they're running through the palace with all the food. And when he sees Morgan coming outside, he's gonna trip a servant with a massive tray to just make it spray food across the floor. And then he's just gonna fucking tear into them as the major domo of the house as a blather action to just get those guards' attention on him and this servant rather than Morgan approaching. Okay. Cool. So let's do a combo then. I need uh, your blather roll, which I don't know the mechanics of, but I know you do. So we'll get that. And then, uh, Morgan will take a stealth roll from you sure. as well. So it is an opposed goes. deception check opposed against deception the guards. Check against the guards. Nice. Okay. Oh, the rare dice pool getting constructed on Tom's end. Yeah, I know. <laughs> open the app and everything. What do these dice symbols mean? Okay. Since it's opposed, we have no difficulty, I believe. Correct. Just, we just see yeah. who succeeds more. I have a triumph and five successes. <laughs> I have a success and five 
advantage. So I'm basically saying we're basically the same person. We're yeah. ba- my, my royal guard minions are basically as cool as you. Uh, so yeah, they they see it and, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I have the pitch with the triumph. Okay. <laughs> Valentine's got this. How dare you? The king's eyes are on this. This is so offensive to the duke, to me, to this world. I need you to execute this man. And he just pulls up this person and marches over the royal guards and is like, you represent the king. This is an embarrassment to the king. Execute this man. He needs to die. Die for his crimes against you, against <laughs> me and against this household death to this man and he's just ordering these guards to murder to kill we, a man we can, in the we can skip the stealth check i think the triumph buys, <laughs> you, buys you ammo um you just it, it's you know the the equivalent of uh people in in any like grocery store sweepstakes game where they just like walk through with a cart and just sh- shovel things <laughs> yeah so just with your your massive dress which has been altered i should say to have many pockets because guinevere would wear <laughs> a fancy old thing but would also be like fuck this so you're able to just sweep ammo into <laughs> uh into the pockets of of the dress great and uh, i think your your own rifle isn't here, but you're able to take one of uh, Gwenvir's hunting. If we want the hunting rifle from our previous adventure that was taken, I have the stats for you. Great, hunting perfect. Rifles. Oh Thank man, you. that is the the most useful cue card we've ever made for this show. I, I normally it. rip them up immediately. It's getting passed around all over yeah. the place. So you're yeah, again, it's not the best, but it you know bullets Great. come out, uh, <laughs> which is which is what you need. Um, and meanwhile, the royal guard are uh, standing there and. She just kind of looks at the guy and says, well, I, I mean, my lord, I understand, uh, but like, <laughs> it would seem to me that the king would want to see this. And the other guard is like, what are you talking about? You've been instructed to do a murder. We should do the murder. <laughs> she says, no, but like, the king really likes stuff like this, and I don't want to be mad that we shot him without him looking at him. So they're just like, the, the blathering continues, uh, and the servant is just like, oh, shit, man. Sorry, I just I, I didn't see your leg, sir. I'm so yeah, sorry. Valentine is just buying Morgan time, which means he's totally fine if this dude gets I'm executed. Aware. He's just <laughs> leaning in as hard as possible to this entire. Yeah, they also don't know if you we have the authority to destroy the planet. Who cares if one single yeah. person dies? Weirdly, yeah. it's the guards who are having a hard time. Yeah, with not, it's, it's they're 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 debating the logistics of it. Uh, so Morgan, yeah, you you sweep bullets into your 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 dress. You've got a rifle. Uh, and just as you you make your way up the stairs, you just hear a single shot ring out, uh, <laughs> echoing off off the walls as you you make your exit. Thank you, appreciate it. And Valentine <laughs> turns and goes out a different exit to the outside. Uh, and uh, one of the guards eats some of the food and says, "Honestly, I think it's a kind of a good thing they dropped this tray. This isn't very good." Uh, meanwhile, upstairs, uh, Eli, you are on the the hunt for hunters. Uh, yes. So I'm going to need a. I would say <laughs> for the Duke and Hunters. <laughs> yes. Let's go with either a I would say vigilance. Yeah, I take vigilance. I'd probably probably vigilance. be what it is, because he's 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 keeping an eye out for anyone who's looking like too sweaty or yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I was running through the other options and I was like, no, you're not really that kind of character. So yeah, vigilance I think works. Who's, who's looking like they're paying attention like who's playing the game to see like they're they seem like they're doing another job but they're actually distracted that yeah, kind yeah, of thing? yeah yeah okay i like that a lot so yeah let's go with that um i'm gonna say difficulty of four Oof. just because it's a lot of people uh you are you are but one clarence yeah uh so difficulty of four however you get a boost for just how fucking 
silly these people are to you, it's very easy. Like weirdly, this kind of deception, if they're lying to you, very hard to see through it. But this kind of someone is, you know, pulling at their collar because they're clearly up to something would read very, very cleanly to you. This is a very obvious uh, thing. So they're bad at that. Um, he had to he had to keep order on his ship. Like that was, sure. that was part of what it was. It was looking for dissent within the ranks. Like that's that's yeah. what was part of his job. So well, and also these people are bad at hiding that specific yeah. thing um, because they just it's not common for them. So yeah, so boost for that. Uh, I would give you a boost for the ship discipline. I think uh, I buy that as a separate boost. Um, I'll give you one additional boost for the amount of royal guard on site. This is a weird thing. It just fucked over. Um, Valentine and Morgan a bit but it actually makes your job a bit easier because if they're a royal guard you don't need to be looking as closely at that area because if someone's going to pull something they wouldn't be standing mm. near uh, royal guard right yeah okay I think that's that's what we're seeing it two and three okay um, I think I'll just roll all right for advantage for advantage <gasps> the shoulder drop the drop <laughs> in the shoulders I mean, it wasn't a failure but it wasn't, wasn't a success. <laughs> yeah. So Eli, there's just too many people. You're just having Fuck. a real, real hard time with this. Uh, that said, you also don't see, you know, there's not the one person sitting there with a rattling glass uh, whose yeah. arm is clearly holding a shotgun or anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's just a, a lot of a, a lot of people. Uh, you also notice that the Duke isn't present because uh, he's currently mm. upstairs talking to Atticus. Yeah. So that also weirdly kind of lowers the stakes on this because they. They couldn't kill him if they wanted to because he's just physically not yeah. not here. Um, that said, uh, I've got a bunch of advantage but no successes. So, yeah, I can't give you anything yet. I think it's okay. frustrating to you because on a ship, at least the quarters are so confined that you can sort of figure out yeah. very easily. Whereas here it's, it's more contained space. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I'll pass two boost on then right. to the next friendly. Sounds good. Um, okay, so Morgan, you come back out in in your dress to again just like little snide comments here and there, but you're you're riding a you've got a gun again. Yep. Uh, Valentine didn't execute you, mm-hmm. and you're you're free to speak. Um, I imagine you'd find Eli to fill him in on that, yeah. Yeah, I would. I would try to find Eli. Uh, obviously, we can't talk if he's in a crowded room or mm-hmm. where there's a lot of people around, but. She would meet back up to him, and actually, he brought a pe- he brought paper with him, so she would yes w- get that pad of paper from out of his chest and write down on a note and say, "We've made contact. There's no microphones, but we have our marching orders." And the she'll give it back to him. Did you find the duke? Not yet. Well, let's keep looking. Split up. All right. And with that, you both kind of melt back into the crowd as uh, the Duke steps out of Balansong Manor. And everyone kind of, there's some gasps because how the fuck did he get in there? Um, But also you see um, Versailles just like (laughs) clutch. He doesn't break a glass because I don't think he's that strong. But just like you, one of you is near enough to him that you see like the glass tremble a little bit in rage that the Duke was clearly like chatting with um, Mm. uh, Van Houten uh, away from everyone. This is... And the Duke is also kind of making a show of this. Like, he's not being stealthy about where he was. Um, but uh, there's, there's, you know, uh, whispers and gasps, uh, much like Laura makes anytime the Duke and Atticus talk. There's just, like, some <laughs> some people who are legitimately shipping them at this point. So um, there's, there's that kind of reaction. Um, but the uh, the time is rapidly approaching for for the, the rest of the, the shows of art. 
Um, and Birno kind of like climbs up um, on top of uh, a table and just like uh, clinks a glass obnoxiously long, like doing like full, like, you know, when people do a round of applause, like it's that level of like the glass is all over the place. And he has to do that because standing on a table, he's the same height as everyone at the bar. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's really like hurting for not being able to climb something, uh, bigger and more impressive. Uh, he looks at the statue, but is like, oh, that's probably gonna get me shot. So I'm not going <laughs> to touch that. Uh, he says, listen, everyone. Uh, hi, hi, hello. I hope you're enjoying the party. Uh, I, I appreciate all of you, uh, bringing your such wonderful outfits, uh, and, and seeming to have such a great time. Uh, and I hope you've all been pleasantly surprised, uh, by the, the, uh, surprise styling. Uh, and there's some, some general muttering. People were really ready to shit on him for paper mache and are very disappointed. You can see Venom Blight is just like full arms crossed glowering. Uh, and he says, uh, it, it, the, the time has come to, uh, to, to move on with the evening's events. Uh, we have a, a very special spectacle, uh, in the name of the King. Uh, and of course, uh, we will be unveiling our art. So if everyone could please make their way, uh, out to the front lawn, grab a fresh drink. Uh, I, I understand it, it's going to be excellent. And he just kind of taps his microbead and says, uh, uh, my, my Lord Van Houten, um, your, your presence is requested out here for the, the, the murdering. Uh, Yes, well, I'll, I'll be on my way shortly. Yeah, great, great. Okay, sounds good, sounds good, sounds good, sounds good, sounds good. Okay, great. Uh, he throws his hands back up and says, all right, everyone, so grab a drink, grab a seat somewhere near the maze, and uh, I guess it's time for the main event. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features the voices of players Ryan LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik, alongside Game Master Tom McGee. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, Panda24NN, Shendra D, Your Homeboy Bones, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com slash DumDumDice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network 
where fiction producers flourish. This season on Civilized. Or not, it's improvised, so you don't know. Barty, please, no! It has to be done for the good of the children. Captain, is it Beatrix or Beatrice? I'm so confused. I'll tell you who it is. It's your mother. I have summited the mountain, and I declare this land for my own. Barty, get down from the roof. Every time. I can't believe we made it into space, Beatrice. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, Al. Wait, which version are you? Um, which version are you? (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying we've been on Earth the whole time? Yeah, man, it's like just a simulation. Actually, we've been dead the whole time. Actually, this is lost. Actually, I'm lost. We only have five seconds to defuse this bomb. When when you started saying that or at the end of saying that? Sound of explosion. (laughs) (laughs) So join us on Civilized Season 5 for this stuff that might happen, but probably a lot of it won't. Regardless, we're back with your favorite characters doing zany things in space, and we couldn't be more pumped. We'll see you soon, listeners. Civilized Season 5 begins May 31st, 2023. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts or visit civilizedpod.com. That got weird. Because <laughs> usually they're pretty normal. <laughs> yeah.